Blog Talk Radio. Monday, March 17th, 2015. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everybody. I'm so lucky to be the guest host tonight, celebrating seven years on this podcast for the plus-size community. Shanice introduced her podcast March 17th, 2008, and over the years, she's practically interviewed everybody who's anybody in the plus community and many mainstream stars as well. So before we get started with the show, don't forget to like the show's fan page on Facebook, facebook.com slash Shanice Lewis Show, and on Twitter, Shanice Show, and Shanice Lewis on Instagram. Again, I'm Marcy Minute, and it's time to introduce Shanice. You all know her, and for those of you that have been listening to the show forever since its inception, welcome, welcome. You know Shanice as an actress, as a plus figure in this community and as a superstar that you're all tuning in for. So, Shanice, welcome, welcome to your show. Hey, Marcy. Thank you so much for doing this. Oh, my gosh. It's my pleasure. And there's just so much to talk about. So, first off, let's start with your big move to the back to the South. I want to hear all about it. Well, yes. Uh, you know, I'm originally from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and I moved to Los Angeles for my career and lived in Los Angeles for 10 years, a whole decade. I lived there, built my brand, and everything that I've done um, in Los Angeles. But um, my dad got sick at the end of uh, 2013, and um, when he was in the hospital, the, the doctors were telling us that he was going to need 24-hour care. So I'm an only child, and, you know, my mama was taking great care of him, but that's just a lot for one person to be a primary caregiver alone. So I packed up my bags and was a good daughter and just moved abruptly like it wasn't planned. I didn't have a long time to get my stuff together, but family comes first and you do what you got to do. Absolutely, and I'm an only child, so I completely understand, and I can't imagine being in your position, but... I think you did what you had to do, and I think that um, obviously you're still super busy, so it was the right choice, and you're not slowing down. So I'm glad that you're there for your dad and your mom. I'm sure she appreciates that. Yeah, but then I want to add, too, since I've moved home, my dad um, recovered miraculously, um, and the doctor wasn't right. My dad is walking, driving, and almost back to normal. So maybe just having his only child home was the medicine (laughs) he needed. He needed a little of that Shanice magic. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, 
Well, L.A. really misses you, and I know you get to come often, so I'm happy to get to see you every now and then. But tell me about Baton Rouge Fashion Week 2015 and its fashion icon. Well, uh, Baton Rouge Fashion Week uh, is fairly new to the area. You know, when you think about fashion, you think about New York or L.A., but not necessarily the South, but um, there's Fashion Weeks popping up popping up all over um, the country in different cities. So I was so excited when um, I saw that there was one in Baton Rouge. And this year they gave me an honor of being the 2015 Fashion Icon Award because, you know, they wanted to celebrate all that I was able to do while I was in Los Angeles because where I'm from, it's a small town, and they don't really encourage you to go move to L.A. to follow your dreams. You know, that was a big deal for me to move down south to a city where I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any family there. I didn't have, like, a job waiting for me there. I moved to Los Angeles completely on faith and, um, you know, just a dream. So, um, you know, it's always exciting to get acknowledged for your accomplishments, but when it comes from your hometown, that makes it even better. Absolutely, and I think that you're such an inspiration to people that are from places where maybe the arts aren't encouraged or where maybe that big leap of faith um, is what it takes to really follow a dream. I mean, I'm so thankful to be from Orange County because I'm just, you know, a little drive away from L.A., but I think there are people out there that that think, you know, they don't know if they could do it. But you're absolutely right that with, you know, the right amount of determination and a little bit of uh, imagination, you can do a lot. Right, right. So that was a big accomplishment in my hometown. Well, that's awesome. And I think that, you know, fashion is everywhere. I think fashion is wherever we are, wherever women are. And, you know, especially there are plus-size women all over the country. So I think that, you know, Baton Rouge Fashion Week, bringing a little of that glam to the South is super important, and that's so awesome that you get to be involved. And then, especially in the South, it's really um, a lot of plus-size women in the South because, you know, we have all this good food down here. Girl, since I moved home, I didn't gain weight with all this food down here, so it's lots of plus-size in the South. I bet there is, and I think that that's super important for the plus-size world to know that, and I'm so glad I'm not from there because you know I'd be (laughs) – I'll have to come visit, though. Yes, yes, yes. So tell me about Ada Cosmetics. You've been working with them for several years, and there's a new Confidence and Glamour campaign, and there's no one that I can think of that embodies that more than you. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, thank you. Uh, Ida Cosmetics is a um, cosmetics line that's based in Los Angeles. And um, one of the things I was really good for, well, not just in Los Angeles, but in general, is networking. So I actually met Ida at um, at another event, and we just exchanged business cards. And, you know, we were like, we would like to work with each other. And she created this campaign around me. And I'm very proud to work with the cosmetics company because cosmetics is something that women of all sizes use. However, there's not a lot of diversity as far as size in mainstream cosmetics campaigns. So I'm very Mm -hmm. excited that 
You know, we love to see plus-size women in plus-size clothes, but plus-size women buy more than clothes. They buy all kind of products. So um, we did the Confidence and Glamour campaign for two years, and even though I moved, they still want to keep that relationship with me. And um, I'm going to be coming out to L.A. to shoot the new campaign soon, um, and this will be my third year in a row working with Ida Cosmetics. So I'm just super excited for that opportunity. And, you know, cosmetics is for all women and even some men. It's for everybody. That's right. It's for everybody. And, you know, I think that brings me, you know, sort of the memories of maybe, you know, hitting the store with your girlfriends as a teenager and really being only able to buy cosmetics. I think us plus-size girls have a very special relationship with, you know, accessories and cosmetics for that reason. You know, they always fit. A great blush always looks good, no matter what size you are. Right, right. One size fits all. (laughs) Now, tell me, like, what are two products you can't live without? Um, Cosmetics or just in general? Yes, we're talking about cosmetics, girl. Okay, well, two products I can't live without. Um, That's a tough one. I would say bronzer, I think. I always have on some bronzer, even if, well, I put it over my foundation, and even if I don't want to wear foundation, I just put bronzer on. And maybe... um, some dark-skinned women might not think that, you know, bronzer look good on us, but it does, and it does show up, and it's sparkly and sun-kissed. So I really like bronzer, and um, I like a good good lipstick, a good red lip. I don't wear a red lipstick often, but, um, you know, that's one of the things that I really like to stand out if it's a special occasion or something. I love it. And you named off two things out of the three that I always say you need, which are lips, lashes, and lines. So the one thing you didn't name was lashes, which I love a great mascara, something to just plump and lift and curl and just kind of bring out your eyes. So uh, anyways, I love it. And I definitely think that all women, and give it a chance if you've never tried it, it's, you know, I think it does add something to the look. And also it's great for contouring and bringing up those brow bones, you know, cheekbones. Right, right. Now, let's talk a little bit about, I know you were sick, and it's so crazy that you were there to take care of your dad, but you actually ended up falling into some health issues in July. So tell me about that and just kind of what a crazy and miraculous recovery you had. Right. So, like I said, I moved home to help uh, take care of my dad, and and I am in good health moving home. I don't have, you know, any high, high blood pressure, diabetes, or cholesterol. You know, I'm a big girl, but I'm a big girl with no complications. So, mm-hmm. July, I um, always go to the Essence Music Festival. That's where I go and interview all the music stars and the celebrities every summer. And so... I wasn't feeling good at the Essence Festival, and my legs and feet were swollen. And my feet were so swollen that they couldn't fit in any shoes. Like, I had to go shoe shopping, and I was looking for wide, extra wide shoes, and my feet still wouldn't fit in the shoes. And so, I mean, I knew something was wrong, but I didn't think it was life or death because, like I said, I moved back Mm -hmm. to the South. My mama cooks every day. I thought I was just gaining weight or whatever. But... I didn't get anything checked out. I was like, I'll do it after the 4th of July festivity. So I went down to New Orleans. I actually host the event, 
My legs were swollen. I was feeling horrible, but, you know, I'm booked. I'm going to go do what I got to do. I had a photo shoot, and I was just feeling horrible. So after that weekend, I went to the hospital um, because I was just in pain, and comes to find out I had an abscess. Now, the abscess Uh. was on my uh, left thigh, but it was on the left thigh like under the butt cheek, so I couldn't see it. I couldn't <laughs> physically see it. But, you know, that was the first time I ever had an abscess, so I didn't know, you know, what I was feeling. I didn't know, you know, that it uh-huh. was something major. So the abscess was, was hurting like level 20. So I went to the um, the hospital, and they did an emergency lance of the abscess. And I stayed in the hospital Overnight, they gave me antibiotics, and they sent me home. But, however, when I came home, I was in the bed sleep, and I woke up out of my sleep, and I couldn't breathe. So I sat up in bed, and I was like, (laughs) I couldn't breathe. And so I was like, you know, it was daytime. Luckily, both of my parents was home, and I was like, I need to go to the emergency room. So my, my parents drove me to the emergency room, and, like, I could not breathe. They put the oxygen mask on me. They were putting all these different things, and it wasn't working. So, you know, they put me to sleep, and when I woke up, I was in ICU on the ventilator. And, you know, the ventilator is like when people are about to die. Like, I was on life support where the tube was down my throat and the machine was, you know, helping me breathe. So come to find out, you know, when in hindsight, when they told me what had happened, that abscess got infected and the infection went into my bloodstream. And the act oh. of the act of infection going through your bloodstream is called sepsis. Now, I had never heard of sepsis before, and it's something really common that one of three people die from, but I never heard of it. So uh, sepsis has three stages. Stage one is your legs and feet swelling. I did not know. So I was going through New Orleans, stage one of sepsis. This infection could have taken me down while I was hosting that event. That that infection could have taken me down with the photo shoot on bourbon, but thank God, you know, <laughs> like some people that get it, they die in one day. So I don't know what kept me going. So I was past stage one, and I went all the way to stage three, which is called septic shock. And that means the infection had, you know, started from my feet and legs and was going all the way up and got to my lungs. And that's why I couldn't breathe. So it would have taken down my lungs, then went to a different organ, and I would have been dead. So I am so blessed to be here And, you know, I was thinking, you know, I moved home to take care of my dad, but I could have been in Los Angeles in my house alone with nobody to take me to the hospital. So, you Uh know, I might have moved home and, you know, selfishly moving home helped save myself maybe. Yeah, you never know. I mean, that's so crazy. And I think it goes to show that obviously what you were going through was super serious. I mean, I I think it's great for you to be able to articulate it so clearly so that if anyone out there is suffering, and you may not have sepsis, but maybe you aren't feeling great. Maybe you have shallow breathing. Maybe you're struggling with something. And this has to do with anybody that's fat or thin. But if your body's not right, it's really important to realize that 
you're not curing cancer, you're not out there hosting the Oscars, like you needed to listen to your body. And thank God that it wasn't, you know, that it didn't, you know, like you said, take you down in that moment when you were traveling. But I think that especially when you're traveling, but if you're not feeling right, it's really important to see a doctor and to, to get the help that you may need because you could be dealing with something super serious. And ironically, you know, I was just doing some research because I didn't know anything about it, and I found this article that said, um, you know, uh, plus-size patients with sepsis um, usually live. So maybe me being plus-size was to my advantage in this situation (laughs) because maybe if I was smaller, that infection would have went through my body quicker and got to my organs quicker. So Mm -hmm. who knows? Who knows? Because I had to have it. Huh? It had it had some junk in the trunk that it had to go through, literally, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I think that a more nasty effect. <laughs> <laughs> it's important for us to hear this, I think, especially those of us that know you through social media, because you know everyone always jokes that you know social media is sort of our best life put forward. We all put up, you know, the flowers that the boyfriend bought us on Valentine's Day, or you know, the the fun stuff. We don't often put up the real stuff. And even when we do, because you did share pictures from when you were sick and you shared right. updates ill, you still don't know the gravity of the situation until you really hear the story. So I think right. it's great, I mean, that you're sharing that because it was it was not just like a, I'm in the hospital, like, I brought, you know, I fractured my arm. It was a really serious thing. Right, very serious. And actually, um, September is Sepsis Awareness Month, and I definitely want to be a part of bringing awareness to it because one of three people die from it, and, like, you don't even have to be sick. It was just random. Like, I would have been dead, and everybody would have been like, what happened to Shanice? It would have been so random. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. you know, I want to bring awareness to it. And, like, I did post a picture online, but I didn't post a picture of me on life support. And I have that picture, too, and I'm saving that for, like, something special. Like, maybe I could go on Dr. Oz or maybe I can go, you know, do an interview with the medical uh, magazine or something. So I'm saving that picture for something something big. But I definitely want to be an advocate for it now. Well, I think that's, you know, I think being an advocate is great, and I think that pitching that story, but that's a whole other podcast about how right. to turn your life, you know, into a segment for TV. But, I mean, what I what I think it brings up an interesting point, and I think it is more popular now, that we're in this time of social media where people are literally sharing everything. And right. there's not a lot of there's not a lot of divide between what moments are to be kept private and what moments mm-hmm. are to be shared. And you know now I think people just think or want or just do share everything. So maybe that picture is meant for you. You know, right? Personally. Right. So I I have no doubt that you can get on Dr. Oz. But you know, it's like, what do you think about how much people share on social media? Well, I think people overshare a lot, and, you know, when you're trying to be somebody professional on social media, you have to kind of watch that and sometimes monitor what you post. Like, if you notice, my social media, for the most part, is promoting events, and, you know, it's never really nothing really risque, Um, you know, I don't really have any curse words or anything. So, you know, I am my brand and I represent my brand 24 seven, 
in real life and on social media. And, and besides just representing my brand, my mama's on my Facebook page, so I can't be putting anything crazy on there. So, <laughs> Well, I think that for those people that are listening that want to break into the industry or are, you know, blogging or influencers or uh, we're at whatever stage you are, if you're listening and you are someone that wants to be a brand, like Shanice says, I think it is important to remember that. Like when you go out and you speak negatively about a company on your Facebook, think back or think forward about possibly, you know, the relationship or the bridge that you're burning with that brand. Or if you're saying something about, you know, a person or like you said, using language that isn't flattering, uh, remember that, yes, exactly, what you put on social media. Maybe you're a college student and you're partying it up. I'm thankful that social media wasn't around when I was a lot younger because now, (laughs) you know, there's, not that I was so wild, but I think that you have to be really, you have to be really vigilant about what goes on social media. I can attest as someone that hires people and has hired people and sees what other clients I work with do when they see a new candidate for a job. The first thing they do is go to Facebook. So I think that's right. a really great tip of just you are your brand, whether you're trying to be a celebrity or you're just trying to be, you know, a marketing professional. Uh, what you put on social media, you know, has a big impact. Exactly, exactly. And a lot of that stuff comes up in the Google search, like those Facebook posts comes up in your Google search. So you have Absolutely. to be careful. You're like, yeah, and why did you tag me in that? Exactly. Okay, mm-hmm. so tell me, I, I had a question come through on Twitter, and they want to talk about what your favorite brands are. So I would love to hear, because you are plus size and you have a lot of plus size listeners, maybe what are mm-hmm. some of your favorite new brands? And mm-hmm. um, what you what you love about them, just so we can get a little of that plus size fashion angle here. Well, first, I, well, first, I like to say, like, I'm not a fashion snob. Like, I will shop low end and high end. Like, I shop maybe at a Saks Fifth Avenue, but I also get something from Target. So, the most important thing to me is fit. Like, I'm really big on fit. Like. I I think a lot of people wear clothing that's too tight. So I'm just really big on fit and it's being being, you know, fitting correctly. So anyway, mm-hmm. some of the new designers that I like, I really like Eloquy. Eloquy um is uh, you know, fairly new, branched out from the limited and I really like I really like what they're doing. Um I also like who else do I shop with? I go, I shop at ASOS and Simply B, and it took me a long time to order something from those because they are um, overseas, and I just wasn't excited about shopping overseas for some reason because it takes too long to me because sometimes I need things quick. But, um, you know, I like to have um, clothing that maybe everybody in town is not going to have when I'm going somewhere, and it's a lot of plus-size girls, so... Um, those are three that I'm shopping at right now. And I know it's some more. Oh, I like um, Zelly for She. She's new. Mm-hmm. Designer. Um, it's probably a lot. I'm drawing a blank right now. But I shop no, a lot at department a- stores, too. That's right. We love Macy's. <laughs> yeah, Macy's, Nordstrom's, Dillard's. There's, there wasn't a Dillard's in L.A., but Dillard's is one of my go-to places down here in the South. Well, I think that you brought a you brought up a great point that mixing high and low is super important. Um, just you know, for your versatility, for your wallet, and just like you said, not to be a snob. I think there are some really great things 
across the board. I think there's, you know, high-end fashion that's really exciting, like Gibbery or Single. There's a lot of brands that cater to curves that Karma Coma that costs a lot of money. But you can also walk into a Target and maybe pair that Karma Coma sweater with some Target leggings or, you know, whatever, like you said, fits your body today the best. Right, right, right. I'm all about fit, and it'll just look good, whatever brand it is. And I think a note on fit as well, because you do know I love my fashion, I think is to realize that there's a person that they're fitting those clothes on that does not have a body identical to you. So if something's a little bit too long or if the sleeve is a little big, don't be afraid to spend that extra little cash to get it fixed because you will look like a million bucks. Well, and one of the things is why I'm so big on fit, because I think – some of the newer clothing lines, they cater to a plus-size shape that's an hourglass or a pear, which is great, but there's other shapes besides that. I'm an apple, so I'm really big on fit because a lot of times I try on something and my stomach's showing through. And I know some people in the plus community is like, you know, show your rolls or whatever, but that's, you know, everybody's personal preference, and I, I like it to fit perfect. So, you know, Anyway, with saying that, I'm just big on fit because I'm not an hourglass and I'm not a pair, so a lot of stuff doesn't fit me perfectly. And we've all got our issues. I'm a pair and nothing fits me perfectly, I'll tell you that, (laughs) because there's certain standards that, you know, pair on the bottom, you better be, you know, apple on top, essentially, which is, what is it? Hourglass. So know your body. That's a great tip, too. Uh, Very important for women shopping out there. So now you mentioned that on Facebook you mostly promote events and things mm-hmm. that you're up to. So tell me a little bit about what's coming up for you in 2015 and what we can expect to see from Shanice. Well, I have two big events coming up. Um, the next thing is, well, I'm coming in L.A. in May, and, and I'm not in May, and tentatively in April to shoot my Ida Cosmetics campaign. And then tentatively I'm going to come back to L.A. to do a launch party for that campaign. But, um you know, those dates are not set, but I'm just putting it out there that I'll be back in L.A. soon. But what is set that I'm going to next is to St. Croix for uh, Fashion Link VI Fashion Weekend. And um, this is my second year hosting this event. And, you know, it's really, really beautiful in the Virgin Islands in St. Croix. So that's you know, a, a plus positive event, but that is just a great vacation, too, because it is so beautiful laying out on the beach and tanning, and, you know, the people are so nice and friendly. So that's a good getaway and, you know, good, good fashion and good networking uh-huh. and a really good, cool environment. Um, and that's May 21st through the 24th in St. Croix and St. Thomas. And then after that, I'll be going back to the Essence Festival for the Natural Hair, the New Orleans Natural Hair Expo. And um, that's 4th of July weekend during Essence Festival. And that's actually the event I was hosting last year that I was sick at. So, you know, I was able to do a good job last year, but I'm hoping to, you know, come back even stronger now that I'm in good health, not about the past. Uh So, um, you know, the natural hair community is um, something that I'm really trying to break into. Um, So this is like a major event that I'm so excited to be hosting. Um, And, you know, that event is just a part of a, a big weekend where 
so many people are going to be in New Orleans. So that's very exciting. And I'm tentatively scheduled to do other things, but they're just not announced yet. So, you know, just always keep me, keep up with me on my social media and on my website. And any fabulous guests planned for the podcast anytime soon or maybe a dream guest you're going to try to get in 2015? Well, you know, I didn't do a lot of uh, interviews in 2014 because I was moving and I got sick. But even though I was on a long hiatus, through the website, I get people submitting to be on the show all the time. And not just with the Plus community, mainstream publicists will reach out because, you know, I host a lot of, uh, interview a lot of people at the Essence Festival. So, like, I have a backup of people that I need to interview. So, uh, definitely, I'll be trying to get back on track with the podcast for sure. So, any, uh, do you have a dream guest? Just, I mean, other than Oprah, maybe anybody right. that's you know, I live right for now. Oprah. <laughs> oh, um, my gosh, I can't even. <laughs> well, you know, I like to interview celebrities because it's exciting and I'm a fan. But I also like to give a platform for people in the plus community because, you know, it's only a handful of people in the plus community that get a lot of mainstream people. The mainstream tends to focus on the same a handful of people over and over. There's a lot of people in the plus community doing positive things that don't get a spotlight and don't get a, a, a platform to promote on. So even though I love, you know, doing celebrities, I still want to kind of stay grounded in, in how I um, created the podcast for the plus community. Um, you know, this is one of the few platforms many people that are having events or doing positive things for plus size women get to promote on. So, you know, I love, I love doing that. Well, I think that the plus size community appreciates that. And a couple of events that I know are coming up are the full figure fashion week, of course, in June, which was gone, but is now back. So I think there's a lot of people that are excited about that. And then Kirby con, which is CC Alisa and, uh, Chastity Garner's new event, which is June 20th in New York. So that's something that I hope I will see you at. I will definitely be there. But yeah, if you're plus size and you've got a brand or you've got an idea or you've got a show of your own, uh, make sure to let Shanice know about it. Now, I don't promote plus size podcasts that are similar to mine. That's a conflict. But <laughs> if it's anything else, then it's no problem. Hopefully nobody would uh, pitch you, uh, hey, promote my Plus Size podcast, okay? People they have, they have. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I always like to say there's room for everybody. So I guess if it's really <laughs> right. different, like if it was comedy or something, that would be fine. But um, anyways, I think this has been so fun to chat with you. I don't know if you have a last final anniversary message you want to send to everybody or maybe a thank you to your uh, your listeners. Um, you know, I just want to say thank you for everybody for sticking with me uh, for seven years. You know, even though I go on hiatus, I come back and, you know, the listeners remain faithful. I love, you know, being a part of the Plus community and interviewing everybody, doing fabulous things. And, you know, I don't know if I'm going to do it for another seven years, but <laughs> as long as I um, keep going, I'm going to be a, a, a good platform for the community. Well, I love it, and thank you for having me tonight. This has been a blast. 
Uh, keep tuning in for more plus industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected with the Curvy community. If you're interested in advertising on the show or being a guest, visit the website at ShaniceLewisShow.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join the fan page on Facebook, facebook.com slash Shanice Lewis Show. Shanice, I do wish you continued success, and I'm so excited to see what 2015, 16, 17, and on bring you. And thank you so much for doing this. Let me tell you, thank you so much for doing this. You did a good job and continued success with your hosting career. That's why I chose you. I wanted a real host to sit in, not just a wannabe host, but a good professional host. (laughs) Well, with that said, yes, I'm at the Marcy Minute. Marcy Guevara, I've been your host this evening. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. And everyone out there, just keep driving in your curves. And as Shanice says, be blessed. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.